Most people don't know what's holding them back, but you do because you listen to me, Sam, your self-care guru and journal junkie. Welcome to Journal Entries, your safe place where you can tune in weekly to get tips, tricks, and journal prompts to uncover your feelings, gain clarity, and make your move. Hello, hello. Welcome to this week's journal entry. Last week, we had a guest speaker that I actually recorded a few weeks ago. And anytime I take time off from recording, I feel like I'm that much more excited to come back and to talk to you and to share more and pour my soul and life out to you. (laughs) And today, I am doing just that. I woke up this morning and I, the first thing I did is turned on an audiobook. I'm listening to The Mountain Is You. It's a great book. It's by Brianna Weist. I think that's how you say her last name. And the chapter that I'm on is all about what's not meant for you, which honestly could not have been more fitting for today's story and topic that I'm going to share with you. It was two years ago that I told my ex-husband that, quote unquote, I thought we should separate. I remember those words, the feelings, the day, like where I was sitting. I remember everything like so vividly. So I journaled about it, obviously, and I asked my social media followers what questions they had about that time in my life. I do believe that what's not meant for you will not stay. I do believe that there it will find a way out. And I'm going to read to you just a little blurb from the audiobook this morning. Because when I heard it, it was like a gut punch. and But it also felt like validation. And so I just feel like if any of you listening are going through anything where it's just challenging and you feel like maybe you're dealing with a situation that might not be meant for you, this might bring you some clarity or just feel good or, or, you know, help you make the next decision. Okay. So Brianna says, what's not meant for you will not stay. We get stuck in what we thought we should have. We don't want what's not right for us. We're scared to let go of what we believe will make us secure. It'll never remain because deep down, you know, it's not right. You are the one who sees reality Let's go and walks away. You're the one resisting, holding back, conducting healing fantasies about when it will be all right. What's not meant for you will not remain because you don't want it. So you don't choose it. You step away when you're ready. You let go when you're able and you realize you were in love with a trick of the light that made you feel safe. I love that because it fits my relationship and divorce perfectly. And I know it doesn't fit everybody as perfectly because I was the one who chose to leave. And so when she said, 
You are the one who sees reality and walk away. You are the one resisting and holding back. I can't tell you the number of times that I did feel that. I just, I was in love and fantasizing with potential and like, like my vision and dream and reading that, or I should say listening to that just made me feel like I'm not alone in sticking around for so long and also really validated in like being okay to leave when she said you are the one to step away when you're ready and let go when you're able even though my circumstances were somewhat difficult you know having a baby I believe that I had to go through those things to build myself up to a point to make that decision. So we're going to get into some of the questions, starting with, let's see here. Let's start with what made you leave. And I do want to reference episode four. Episode four of journal entries is called the one where she chose herself. And I go into all the nitty gritty details. I open up about the most vulnerable times and I also do a Q&A. Um, but if you end this episode and you're like, but I want more juicy details, go listen to episode four. Okay, so what made you leave? This, this question was tough, but this realization that I wanted to leave was also very challenging because I was happy, you know, at, at least I felt like I was happy. I thought that I was happy. My ex and I would still joke around daily. We would still like have good conversations. But for me, in a nutshell, it was the underlying realization that I had of constantly walking on eggshells and feeling like I had to choose like my family or my husband. Like I had too close of a relationship with my family. Also feeling obligated to support us and, and ultimately having different values that we just never talked about prior to getting married. I do remember thinking we should really talk about this before getting married, like this seems like a big deal, but I don't know. It just was like, no, we just get along so well. It's fine. Like we love each other. We get along. It'll, it'll all work out. And with the other things that aren't value-based, I do see that a lot of that, all it required was me to speak up, to share, to be like, Hey, no, -uh. don't treat me like that. Or <laughs> nope, I am going to do this, right? Just it's looking back. It's like, oh, I just needed to do this. However, if I was that type of person back then, I truly think we would have been two different people and we would not have lasted as long as we did. So that is in a nutshell, what made me leave. The next question is when did I know? So sometimes 
there's this like big argument that happens that makes you know, a person feel like this is it. This is when I'm leaving. But more often it's something small that happens. It seems so minuscule that the other person is like, this came out of nowhere. But that thing is like the final straw. My friend told me that she was having issues with her husband at the time and they were getting ready to leave for a party and she grabbed a cake that she made for this party and she ended up dropping the cake and it was on the floor and it of course was everywhere and she said that dropping the cake was her sign that she needed to finally end things. For me, there wasn't a big fight And there wasn't a cake. It wasn't a big or a small thing. It was a slow and steady starting to identify how I was feeling in my relationship and starting to speak up more. At first, it was by writing letters, which might sound silly, but it was so helpful. If anyone struggles with communicating, writing letters I would write them in a Google Doc and I would just write write out how I was feeling because it was the only way I could get my full thought and feeling out. I was too nervous to talk, like to, to bring it up. And then in a conversation, I wouldn't know what to say or I wouldn't like say everything that I wanted to say. So anyways, I would write letters. And then nothing changed after three letters and multiple talks. And I realized that the things that needed to be different in our marriage were things that needed to change within him. And you can't change the core of a person. And it's unfair for me to ask him to change in those ways. We were two different people that wanted two different things. And that was the clarity that I had. I remember telling my friend Amber, that I felt like for me, the timing of when I left, it was that I had this feeling of like wanting more and like not being like super happy and fulfilled in my current relationship. But then I had the clarity of what it could be like and knowing that that is not linked to the marriage that I'm currently in. So that was when I knew that I wanted to leave. The next question is, uh, she, so she said, I was wondering how you got the conversation. Oh, this is a, a guy. I was wondering how you got the conversation started. And was it like, this isn't working out and we should see someone to discuss it? Or was it a flat out? I'm out. So like I had mentioned earlier, earlier, I started the conversation, quote unquote, by writing letters. And in those letters, I would write out the things that were happening, how they made me feel and what I needed to see shift, like what would make me feel better. If you're a good communicator, that's what I would recommend talking about (laughs) so that they know what needs to happen. And I never put the blame completely on him. I was always um, looking at it from a place of what can we do to 
you know, make this a better marriage. I never mentioned getting divorced. I only wanted to work on things. After writing those letters, though, I did gain the confidence to talk about it in person, too. So I I wasn't just behind a screen the whole time. I did have conversations and one huge argument. So we did have that, but that wasn't the the ultimatum. So we did start to have discussions and I asked him to go to therapy and or us to go to couples therapy like twice, maybe three times, and he wasn't up for it. So that was all kind of like beforehand. And then the night that I told him, I remember, this is what I journaled about, one of the things. I remember feeling like a zombie, totally checked out. I had just gotten home from like a mini retreat just two days away. And I just came back and I just felt like I was going through the motions. I waited till the very end of the night after I was done doing dishes. And I can picture myself standing at the kitchen sink doing the dishes. But after all that, I went to go sit on the couch and I just kind of stared off into space. Like I couldn't focus on anything else. And shortly after he had asked what was wrong or what I was thinking about or something. And I said, I don't think I can do this. I think we should separate. And I had planned those words. Like when I knew that I was going to end things, I knew that I needed to like know what I was going to say. So I just kind of like blurted it out. Oh, wait, no. I said, I don't think I can do this or I can't do this anymore. Something like that. And he was like, what do you mean? And then I said, I think we should separate. That's what it was. Then it started an hour and a half discussion of just going back and forth about what it meant. And it started with him. His initial response was, I saw this coming, which was not what I had expected. But it ended with him claiming our dog. And then we stayed living together for six weeks before he applied and took a job down in Florida. So... Yeah, when I when it came down to it, eventually I just flat out said it. And the last question is, did you have any doubts about leaving when you had a child? And someone else also referenced that it's scary, especially when kids are involved, that some people feel obligated to stay for the kids' sake, but you seem totally fine cutting things off when you did. So yeah, I didn't have any doubts about leaving due to having our son, I felt like I tried to make things work. I did everything that I could before even addressing that I wanted to separate. And so when nothing changed, I knew that I could either leave I, now when my son was nine months old or when my son was nine years old and it would have been even harder for him. I felt that was like the decision that I was toying with. I felt like it was going to happen. It was just when and i knew that i was going to be the one that was that had to end it so either way i wasn't going to stay in a marriage where i wasn't happy i wrote that in my journal and i wasn't satisfied i wrote i wasn't happy and i'm like that just sounds so cliche and that's not really how i felt because like i told you like even after it was so weird those 6 weeks when we were still living together it truly was like we were still together and still friends. But 
I ended up writing, I wasn't going to stay in a marriage where I didn't see a fulfilling future. That was truly the core of it for me. My clarity and ultimate decision was that. I did not see a fulfilling future. And I know that I deserve to be happy and my son deserves a happy parent, happy parents. (laughs) And that if I stayed in that relationship, I was not my best self. I knew that. I did not want my son growing up to see me being treated like that and to see me accepting those things. So really, I think that it was a good thing so that he could see me being happy and confident and pursuing everything and someday, potentially, (laughs) being treated the way that I feel I deserve to be treated. So I want to get into some journal prompts. Is there anything in your life that isn't working for you, but you're staying? And it doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. It could be anything like a job or a friendship, anything, anything that comes to mind. Deep down, could you have adopted that person or thing because of standards or stories from somebody else? Here are some examples, because that that can get pretty deep. So for example, you could have remained friends with someone. Maybe you're trying to force a friendship right now that just doesn't feel like it's working. You're trying to stay friends with that person because you were friends in high school or middle school, and you always thought that you should stay friends with that person, with your high school besties. You have to stay friends with them, right? Or you're in a job that you hate because you were told to get a job right out of school and work your way up. So you're staying there, even though you're unhappy because that's the truth that you had. Or you're in a relationship because you're a certain age or you have a certain status or you just thought you should be. Circling back to how we started off with things not being meant for us and how she said we get stuck in what we thought we should have. When I was reflecting on this and did this journal entry, I thought that my college boyfriend is the person that you stay with next because I don't know, it's easier. (laughs) It's harder to meet people. I truly remember like, going through a difficult season with him and almost breaking up with him when I was 26, maybe, and thinking, who am I going to meet when I'm 26? (laughs) But that was that was like who I thought that I should be with based on where I was at that point in my life. So give yourself some time for that. And then the last one is, is that person or thing serving you currently? Or is it something that you can let go of when you're ready? So I hope that this entry was more than just about me. I hope that it got you to think about you and things that are happening in your life and things that can help you get to the next level. A journal prompt that I often ask myself is what can I 
let go of? What can I release that I don't need to be carrying right now? And you can apply that to so many different areas of your life. In this instance, it was a very big decision and a very big relationship in my life, but letting go seems scary and it it is scary because there's no roadmap for it and you're not positive of what will happen on the other side, but I've always been one to look on the bright side and I do believe that making that choice by letting go, you'll never know how good you could have had it if you don't make that decision. So how good could your life get if you do decide to go for it? I'll leave you with that. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's journal entry. I love connecting with my listeners, so make sure you screenshot this episode and tag me on Instagram at samantha.s.says so I know you're listening. And don't forget to grab your free training and journal prompts at www.samanthapenkoff.com forward slash podcast.